0: to see a good crowd out tonight several visitors here we're thankful that you're here tonight is going to be a very very popular lesson you might say why because it's going to be short it always makes you very very popular we've got a lot going on tonight and i'm looking forward to hearing these young people uh showcase their talents that they used in lads the leaders and then after services we invite you to stay and they're going to have desserts and then they're going to Show us what they've learned to do. And I, again, look forward to that. What you think about the word power for just a moment? And I want you to think about how you feel about power. We as a people, we are in awe of power. We like to have power. We like to see power. We like to be in the presence of power. And that starts from a very young age. Some of these young boys here, they could tell me who every one of those people are, right? Maybe Mr. Incredible there. I can remember my kids were little, and they would want to watch Mr. Incredible, and he could, he could lift a car, he could lift a house, he could do whatever. Or, or maybe Hercules. Some of you don't know who these people are, and that's okay. Just wait till the next slide. Maybe Hercules, and maybe we've all read about Hercules, or maybe seen the movies and all of his muscles, and, and maybe an incredible Hulk. He was always my favorite. He he was so strong, and he could do so many things, and, and even you girls, you know, Captain Marvel, she's the strongest one of all, apparently, but it's power, that's the appeal behind these characters, and that goes on into us as we get older. We love to watch people who can do amazing things. Maybe you like to watch Derrick Henry and, and the Titans, and, and you know how strong he is, and how he can bust through that line and, and go for a long run or maybe you like to watch basketball and, and one of these guys do an amazing dunk or, or Steph Curry shooting from half court or, or maybe you're a golfer and, and you want to buy the latest club to give you more power. Maybe you like to watch those guys on tour or, or maybe you like the weightlifters and maybe you're amazed by someone that can lift so much weight and, and I am. It's an amazing thing. Again, we're in awe of power. Maybe you like cars or trucks, and it won't be long. They'll put a 500-horsepower engine in a Toyota Camry. I promise. People love power, and they want as much as they can possibly get. It doesn't matter if you need it. I bought a truck the other day, and I didn't need it, and I didn't need the big engine, and it gets 13 miles a gallon, but I like it. I like it. I like the power. You see, because that's how we are. And I'm amazed. It things that that man has created, I'm amazed that a train can pull a group of cars a mile long, and that train can pull all of that weight. No telling how much it weighs, but the train can just do that. I've always been amazed and a little bit terrified when you get on one of those big airplanes, and there's maybe a couple hundred people on the big ones, and everybody's got a suitcase that weighs 100 pounds, and you think, how in the world does this get off the ground? power you see we're amazed by power we're amazed by by wonders of the creation around us and the weather and and we've seen what a fire can do a fire has great power doesn't it the fire that went through the smoky mountains not too many years ago you saw the devastation It has power you saw the floods that went through the waverly area just last year and and you see the amazing power I sent this video to the elders yesterday, but uh, my daughter Zita lives in Kansas and she FaceTimed Heather Friday night. And in the video, there's a tornado and she don't know what to do because she can see a tornado actually on the ground and it's an amazing thing, isn't it? Power. We saw what a tornado could do right here. And I stand in awe of that power. But you see, all of this power that we've talked about is limited. A tornado can only blow up to maybe 200 miles an hour, and it can't do much more than that. A fire can only do so much. A train can only pull so much. An airplane can only carry so much weight. But I want to talk about something that has more power. More power. You ever watch the show Home Improvement? It's an older show. Oh, uh, Tim, the tool man, he always grunted. He wanted more power, right? More power, whatever it was. I want to talk about more power tonight. I want to talk about omnipotence. I want to talk about the God who has all power. You see, that's above our comprehension. Because everything we talked about has a limit to what it or they or whatever it is can do. But God has no limit as to what he is capable of doing. God has no limit on his power. And again, that, that's above my comprehension. I can't grasp that. Anything I can do, I can only go so far, but God can go all the way. God has absolutely no limits. And if you want to title my sermon tonight, it would be God is able. And I hope tonight in this short lesson that you and I understand that God is able. And I hope you and I never underestimate His power. I hope you and I never limit His power by our lack of faith in Him. I hope you understand that God indeed is omnipotent, having all power. And I hope you understand that God is indeed all. He is able. He's able to do anything. He's able to do everything. In fact, we read about God as we go through the Old Testament and He's called by by many names But in Genesis chapter 17, God is speaking to Abraham and he's going to institute the covenant of circumcision. And he tells Abraham when he comes to him, he says, my name is, your Bible is going to say, God Almighty. But in the Hebrew, it's going to say, El Shaddai, which means all powerful, almighty. And that's what God says, my name is. Abraham, I am coming to you. You are 99 years old. Your wife is is 90 years old almost. You are past the age of childbearing. You think there is no hope in me fulfilling this covenant. But Abraham, you've got to understand, I am God Almighty. My power is not limited. Just because you're past the age of childbearing, that, that doesn't stop me, God says. You've got to understand, I'm Almighty. I can do all things. In fact, you go on over to Genesis chapter 18, and Abraham has been amazed by this whole thing. And he has even laughed within himself, not laughing at God, but he is amazed at the fact that God is going to give me a child when I'm a hundred years old. Genesis chapter 18 opens, and the Bible says Sarah laughs at God, but yet Sarah laughed because of a lack of faith. Sarah doesn't believe that God is God Almighty that he can do all things, and yet God tells her, or he asks instead a question, is anything too hard for me? I don't you think about that for a moment? Can you say that about you? Could you look at someone else and, and, and in a sincere, honest face and say, is there anything really too hard for me to do? I can't say that, can you? I can't even think that. There's a lot of things that are too hard for me to do. But God said there's nothing. That's too hard for me to do. And he tells Sarah, you're going to have a child. Yes, I know you're an older lady. That doesn't matter. That's not too hard for me. I am able to do that. In fact, the psalmist says, the Lord is strong and mighty. The Lord is mighty in battle. He says, God has spoken once, twice. Have I heard this? Power belongs to the Lord. He is the one that has all power. In fact, Jeremiah Jeremiah struggled as a prophet. Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet. And the children of Israel have been carried off into Babylonian captivity, and Jeremiah is really struggling with this. And and during all this period of time, Jeremiah says a prayer, and he pleads for understanding. And in that prayer, he recognizes. He says, God, you have great power. He says, God, there is nothing that is too hard for you. Even in all of Jeremiah's struggles, he understood that God is able. And I hope you and I understand tonight, God is able. And the only thing that holds God back is you and I. We hold Him back. But don't ever doubt the fact that He's able. Tonight, I want you to open your Bible to Daniel chapter 3. One of my favorite stories in all of the Bible is found in Daniel chapter 3. And it's one of my favorite stories because of the statement that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said to Nebuchadnezzar. That's why it's one of my favorite stories. And tonight, I want you to focus in on that statement. In the book of Daniel chapter 3, the Bible tells us that King Nebuchadnezzar, he built an image of gold. And the Bible says this image of gold is 60 cubits tall and 6 cubits wide. So this statue that he has built out of gold is 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. This is a massive, massive idol is what it is. Nebuchadnezzar is someone who is very proud of himself. He is haughty, full of pride. He's arrogant. He thinks he's better than everybody else. So he has this statue built of himself, and he makes a decree. He calls all of his leaders together, all the big dogs, if you will, and he tells them, he says, hey, I'm starting this new law, this new thing. At the time that you hear the music play, and I won't go through and talk about all those different types of music, he says, when you hear the music play, you bow down and you worship this image. You bow down and you worship it. Well... He tested that and they played the music and and all the people bowed down that were there around him and, and they worshiped this image and man, he is feeling good. He's feeling good, he's proud of himself. But yet his people find out there is a group of Jews. A group of Jews that refused to bow down. So Nebuchadnezzar, he calls in this group of Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he calls them in, and he talks to them, and he says, hey guys, don't you know that, that I set a decree that anytime you hear this music play, you're to bow down and you're to worship this image? You know, I, maybe you didn't understand that. Maybe there's just some kind of problem. I'm going to give you a second chance. So they do it again, and they don't bow down. And Nebuchadnezzar is angry. And he talks to them, and... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they tell him, they say, King, we don't don't really have to answer you with this. And we'll come back to this in a moment. But they refuse. They refuse to bow down. They say, we're not going to do it. And Nebuchadnezzar is so angry. And the Bible says he is furious. And he has a fiery furnace. And he calls his people in and he says, Hey, I want you to go light that fiery furnace. Seven times hotter than normal, I want you to get as hot as you can possibly get it, and then I want you to bring those three guys to me, and I want you to throw them into that fiery furnace, so they go and they heat the furnace, and most of you know this story, and they bring these three guys, and the people that threw them in the furnace, the furnace was so hot it killed the guys that threw these three men into the furnace, so they throw them in, and these men die, no doubt they drag them out of the way and And Nebuchadnezzar looks into that furnace and he asks a question, didn't I cast three men in? They said, yeah, yeah, king, you, you put three men in there. And he says, why do I see four? Why do I see four? He said, one of them looks like the Son of God. That's an amazing account. You see, these men refused to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar and God was able to save them from the fiery furnace And the amazing thing, the most amazing thing, I guess, to me, and I don't know why, but they pull these men out of the fiery furnace or they come out of the fiery furnace and the Bible says their clothes don't even smell like fire. Isn't that amazing? I know it's amazing they didn't burn. You ever been close to a fire and you didn't smell like fire? That doesn't happen, does it? This whole thing is amazing. And it's amazing because God was able to deliver them. But let's go back to the point I want to make. Go in your Bibles... And go to verse 16. Go to verse 16. And I want to read you directly from the Bible what these men said, and I want you to remember this in your life. The Bible says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered, and they said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, if you throw us in the fiery furnace, our God whom we serve, listen to this, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And He will deliver us from your hand, O King. Listen to the next verse. But if not, but if not, let it be known to you, O King, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. I want you to remember this one thing. God is able to deliver you. God may not always do what you want him to do. But I want you to always remember God is able. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they knew that. They knew if they took a stand against Nebuchadnezzar, they knew there was a chance that God was going to let them die. And God have, could have very well have let have allowed them to die. And yet they would have been saved because of their faith. But they knew in their heart that it didn't matter what they had to face. They knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was able. Tonight, I want you to know. Young people, I want you to know it doesn't matter what you face in this life. I want you to know God is able to help you. I want you to know no matter what you do in this life, no matter how bad it may be, I want you to know that God is able to forgive you. God can and will forgive you. I want you to know that that God is able to save you even though everything around you may seem to be crumbling down, even though the world may may be more and more wicked as days go by, don't ever lose sight of the fact that God is able. Brethren, we need to understand something. We need to understand what Brother Mike read just a moment ago. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I want you to remember that. God is able to do amazing things even today. But how is He able to do that? Remember the last part of the verse? Through the power that is within us. Do you realize the power of God is in you? Do you realize when you are a New Testament Christian, when you have put on Christ, when the Bible says that God dwells with you, communes with you, then that means God's power is within you. And brethren, we take it for granted. We don't utilize it like we should. We don't recognize it like we should. We don't call upon Him like we should because for some strange reason, we doubt that power. Don't ever doubt the power. Remember this one thing, God is able because God is omnipotent. He is almighty. He has all power. And don't ever forget that in your life. Tonight, if you're not a New Testament Christian, I beg and I plead with you to consider doing that tonight. I beg you to to consider to be a part of Christ. 2 Timothy 2 verse 10 tells us that salvation is found in Christ. Tonight, if you are not in Christ, we implore you to make that decision tonight to be in Him. To be baptized into His death. Tonight, if you are a Christian, Most of you are. I hope tonight that you utilize God's power. I hope you recognize that God is able and I hope you understand the only thing that holds that back is our faith. Maybe tonight your faith has not been what it needs to be. Maybe there's problems, there's struggles, there's sin, there's something in your life that's holding you back. Don't leave here tonight with that on your back. Come and and allow God to forgive that tonight because again, He is able. If there's anything we can do for you, why don't you come. While together we stand and sing.